This is episode 512 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, August 17th, 2018. I am your host, Mark and today I'll be talking about Flat Heroes, uh, some good time splitters news, more random movies, and a little bit more of Attack the Backlog and some of my ideas for it. It's, it's still weird looking into this camera, but some people want it. I guess I can do it. Anywho, Attack the Backlog, I talked about last episode being my game clubby excuse to play games in my backlog that I've been meaning to play for a long time, and Castlevania Symphony of the Night will be the first game in that, but I also started thinking about a little bit of bonus content I could do for that series when it begins and what I thought of because I have a lot of games and I have a lot of bad games that it could be fun in a very 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 terrible way to occasionally not all the time and by no means expect anyone to play along with me to play bad games and what I like to call attack the crap log. You get it? Because they're from my backlog, but they're crap. Crap log? You also, you know, sometimes call poops logs. I dropped a log in the toilet. Why would you drop a log in there? There's no way that's going to be going through the drain. That's going to get stuck, and then you have to get a new toilet. They're going to have to rip it off, and they're going to have to dig in there and get that piece of wood out there. Trust me, you know how I know? Because I had to get a new toilet when I, I don't even know how, no, I remember how it happened. I dropped, I was replacing the toilet paper roll, and I took off the whatever, the thing that goes squish so that you can fit it in there, and it's, you put the, the roll of paper on it. I was fiddling with it or whatever, trying to get that roll on there, dropped it into the toilet, and then it went under, and then it just, I couldn't get it out, try to get it, I stuck my hand in the toilet, but it, it, it just went too deep already, and they couldn't get it out with any kind of like tools, so they had to remove and destroy the old toilet in order to get this stupid piece of crap out and then I got a new toilet so that's the thing I don't know how I got there but I got there but yeah attack the crap log is something I think could be fun to do in a very I mean honestly it's not going to be fun because an example of a game that could fit this bill perfectly would be pass cure which I played because I committed to doing an entire playthrough for the YouTubes and I hated that game. It was a miserable experience. There's some good stuff in it, uh, content-wise, and how miserable it was. But it wasn't fun to play. So, really, this whole idea is a terrible idea. Because it's only going to lead to nothing but misery for me. And unless a lot of people watch it, or listen to it, it's not going to be worth it. It's not worth it. But... The reason I thought about this is because I have 
in my account because I got it for like five bucks or something. That Alchemine's Gun or whatever the hell that game is, which is terrible. And I thought, oh, it could be fun to play that. But I remembered, I think that game has a lot of stealth in it. And bad games are one thing. Bad stealth games are a whole nother thing. That's part of why Pass Cure was so bad. So I, I think Attack the Crap Luck could be fun when you play games like, what was it? Uh, I mean, Rogue Warrior was fantastic in a horrible, horrible way. But that that one motorcycle game that a lot of people think of, or Jumper, a Griffin story, that was terrible. But I thought that could be a fun little side thing to do every now and again as little bonus episodes here and there. And maybe they'd be Attack the Crap Log. I'm going to try and play this terrible game that I've heard is terrible until I can't take it anymore. And maybe that's why there'll only be little bonus episodes and they won't continue on for uh full runs if it's a long game like say two worlds which is a long game um but i played a lot of that so i could deal with a, a bad game of that of that ilk but yeah that's just what i've been thinking about moving on to flat heroes which i've been playing on my switch got a code for it i believe it's on pc as well i don't think it's on any other consoles at this point will it ever be i don't know it, it would make sense to do that, but who really knows? So Flat Heroes is a puzzle platformer where you're basically looking at a, a single screen and some kind of uh, enemy, some kind of thing is going to be coming after you and you have to survive until all of said enemies, what have you, traps are gone have worn their welcome. My words are not doing a good job of describing your adversaries. They're not adversaries because they're just things. It's not, they're more like traps. If, if they're like anything, they're just traps. So in the very first level, I've played through the first three worlds. Each world is broken up into 15 levels, 14 regular levels, and then a 15th and final boss level where you're fighting off against a super-powered type of... These are actual adversaries, and they have, I think, three life bars, essentially, so they have to damage them three times. Everything visually is very simplistic. It's very boxy, very minimalist, so you just have a very plain background. Then you play a box, and the enemies are circles or some kind of small thing. You know, the most elaborate thing is like a tadpole-looking um, thing. And in the very first level, you basically just have a bunch of little nuggets, little little things, little squishy things, like the, the snakes from the uh, or like they're like little turds. Going back to the poop and the crap and all that. And you got little logs that are just shooting from the side. And they're shooting and they're just coming really fast. And there are little segments of the environment that are blocked off. Uh, whether they're platforms or walls that are just floating in midair. And you need to navigate through this in order to not get hit by those logs. Those lovely, lovely logs. They Were they brown or were they red? I don't know. If, if they're red, see a doctor. But they're coming after you. You need to avoid getting hit because one hit, one kill. And 
You beat that, you move on to the next level. And the thing I like about the game is that it does a good job of just throwing you into the game and not shoving a tutorial down your throat and just letting you figure out how everything works. I don't think at any point it even told me how to control. I just pressed the button until I found out which button made me jump. And then your, your basic moves are jump with... See, I don't, I don't know what the buttons on the Switch controller are still because they're... I think B, the one on the bottom. And then the one on the left, which I think is... Why? <laughs> Why do I think that? Because it is? Maybe? I don't know. But the left button is like a little bomb radius, circle radius around you, which you use for later enemies. But you have those logs that shoot out at you. You'll have little like triangle things that will shoot and create laser grids, like the movie Entrapment, when Catherine Zeta-Jones is having to uh, scoot your butt under the laser and navigate through it. So, you know, and you've seen it in like a lot of movies. Jay and Silent Bob strike back. They're flying through it, and then one farts and lets off the alarm, and it's like, oh, oh great. Of course, uh, whatever. Don't you know Mexican food makes girls fart? I don't know. It's not a great movie. Uh, if you think it is, rewatch it, and you'll be like, oh, unless you love Kevin Smith things, then you're going to love it. Am I talking about Flat Heroes right now in a coherent, cohesive, linear way? No. Would you expect anything else? I mean, if this is your first time, probably, watching me. But if you're familiar with me, I mean, this is like, this is a special, special version of me, I think, because I'm recording this later. But, so you're fighting off the logs, and then you're fighting the laser grid things. There are the tadpoles that will just kind of, they're circles at first, little dots, and they're just kind of slowly floating around the environment. Then when they see you, They'll come after you. They'll turn into tadpoles. And they'll come after you. And after a certain amount of time, a few seconds or so, they'll start to get a bit redder. And then they'll explode. There are these giant balls that when they see you, they'll just shoot at you with incredible velocity. So fast. And then when they hit a wall, they'll break into two balls, smaller balls. And they'll do it again until they eventually are so small that they just destroy upon impact. Um, there are, there are some other ones too, but the thing I like is that it, difficulty wise, it doesn't, it has a nice progression difficulty wise. It doesn't suddenly just get terribly difficult. Uh, you know, it doesn't go from easy to brutal, uh, in one level or anything it's it gradually gets more challenging some levels are more challenging and then the next one will not be as difficult because they'll have multiple of these enemies going at you they'll have the grid going at you while the things the logs are coming at you and maybe even some of the tadpoles are coming at you uh there are these like giant o's uh spaghetti o's you might say and they'll come out and you can use your little explosion thing to destroy those, and if they're connected or within a certain vicinity to other SpaghettiOs, they will destroy the rest of them, and you could create a chain reaction and destroy all of them with one well-placed bomb or one well-placed explosion, well-set-off explosion. And, yeah, it, it's a solid little puzzle platformer. Uh, I did find the third world boss frustrating and that is where i decided that 
The controls are pretty good, but they're just not as tight as I would like. They're, it's just <clears throat> there's something about the the because you have like <clears throat> what is essentially a, a double jump. Um, but not if you're just stationary. You have to actually push in a direction, and that will like propel you into a direction. But I find that that mechanic is a bit finicky and doesn't always go in the direction I want to go in. Sometimes it'll just go to the side. And that is a bit frustrating, especially when I was dealing with this boss that I knew exactly what I had to do, and it just took brute force in me doing it over and over again until I finally beat it. Uh, not because I didn't know what to do or I was like, oh, I just screwed up here. They're like, it's no, I know what I need to do. The controls are just not meshing with me right here. But I don't think overall the controls are terrible because in, in most of the levels, I feel like I, ha I have a pretty good handle of things and that the control is solidly in my hands. But then with these bosses where they have these three lives and it's uh, depending on the boss, very much so pattern recognition and just re remembering how everything is going to go um it can get a, a little bit frustrating but overall i'm enjoying the the single player and i do like that they have these boss fights uh, which i'm sure it's been in puzzle games like this before but i i i can't think of any off the top of my head and i really like that it adds a bit of variety to it. It, it it's a nice way to cap off a world too instead of it just being maybe an extra difficult level uh it makes it it adds a little nice touch to end each world uh, but in addition to your single player campaign there is a survival mode which has a handful of different modes there is a variety one which is the one you first um have unlocked and then playing through that and earning SP I believe you are able to unlock other modes that are more specific which I haven't messed around with too much but uh, it, it's nice you know you just keep getting new enemies that you've uh, experienced and as time passes it'll get more and more hectic uh, and I like that there's also a daily challenge which is listed as unavailable so that might be coming in an update or something um, or maybe there was just some problem with me, uh, getting that connected. Uh, and then there's also multiplayer, which only, I only have one mode unlocked and I don't know if I had to play more single player, more of the campaign unlock more. There was no indicator uh, on how I unlocked the rest of them, but the one that was unlocked is called zones and it involves, you know, up to four other players. You can add AI, which is nice and you'll have these giant circles in the environment that show up and you basically just have to be in there and while you're in the zone your time uh, will trickle down and the first person to get to zero to uh get rid of all their uh, time will win um and it's fun it's a it's a fun little thing i would really like to try some of the other ones but um overall my experience with Flat Heroes at this point, uh, having finished three of the worlds, messed around with survival mode, which unlocks after the third world, and then the multiplayer what mode I have unlocked, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I, I really want to play more of the multiplayer and uh, try out some more of the survival modes because that's really where 
I'll be able to tell if the game has legs or not. Because if I don't have much desire to keep playing the survival mode or stuff like that, once I finish the campaign, um, there won't be any real reason to keep playing the game. So, But at, at this point, I, I am excited to play more. I need to just take a break from it, though, because that, that third boss was very frustrating due to my uh, feeling that the controls could just be a, a wee bit tighter. Um, but that is on Switch and PC. Not sure how much it costs, but definitely check it out if you're into those types of puzzle platformers. Um, unless you really don't like the minimalist look. So if you if you want something that's more colorful and visually uh, splendid, delightful, delicious, yeah, and you don't want to just look at a bunch of logs and spaghettios and little tadpoles that you could call uh, a sperm if you want. If you're a gross little little kid, you're a little gross little kid thinking about sperm, the red. You think you think about bloody sperm? That's disgusting. Um, I'm disgusting. <laughs> but if you're into bloody sperm, spaghettios, and lots and lots of logs. Flat Arrows is a game for you. But uh, all jokes aside, it's a pretty good game uh, from what I've played. And I'm looking forward to playing more. So definitely give it a look-see. Then in addition to that, I did try playing, I forget what the game's called. It was like Unexplored Explorer thing or something, which I, I got on Switch. I got a code for that. And I quickly realized that, no, I'm, I'm going to actually have to sit back and pay attention and and just take some time to look at all the systems and everything that's going on because this is more complicated than I thought it was um not that it it, it may be it, I don't think it'll be super complicated or anything but it's definitely I like I thought it was going to be much more of a just dive in and figure out as you go along but then I'm pressing buttons I'm like oh this menu just popped up this menu just popped up all these things are just popping up everywhere um but yeah that's that's pretty much it, game-wise, that I can think of. But I did say there were some good Time Splitters news. And that news, uh, this comes from Eurogamer.net. And it's the title of this news story is Time Splitters has a new owner and plans are afoot. So I'll read you just a little bit of what is in here. So, beloved British shooter series... Time Splitters has been bought by Koch Media, and it sounds like something is in the works. Uh, so Koch Media is the the company that owns Deep Silver and you know THQ Nordic and all that stuff, and they're kind of having this habit or being known for buying these old beloved franchises at this point and talking about bringing them back. And to me, this is the most exciting of all the Koch Media acquisitions at this point because I adore Time Splitters. And I think there are a lot of people, maybe there aren't a lot of people who adore Time Splitters. Maybe it's a, a very niche thing. I don't know, but I love Time Splitters and especially Time Splitters 2. Future Perfect, I think it was the name of the third, and I enjoyed that, but Time Splitters 2 was the high point. It had so much charm. I played the hell out of it, just playing against the AI, and I played a lot of it with my dad. We'd play in the, I think, the snowy 
like base environment and we do the automatic shotguns one hit one kill and it was incredible you play as the monkey you're a bastard don't ever play as the monkey but there was so much charm in the art style and it was such a delightful delightful game and to me a time splitters 4 would be awesome and i hope that is something that is happening but what i really hope because I would like some instant gratification, is that this means, because I don't, I don't know what goes into the original Xbox backward compatibility on Xbox One. Like, I don't know, you know, rights and all that kind of stuff, but I would love it if this means the Time Splitters games hit Xbox One backward compatibility. Um, you know, it'd also be great if they released a collection of these. Um, but they don't need to do that, not for me at least, because I have an Xbox One, I have an Xbox One X, and the original Xbox games look fantastic on the X. I am still, no matter how many times I, I load up an original Xbox game, I am still surprised by how nice and sharp and clean the visuals are for those games. So that is that is exciting news. And they also bought the rights for Second Sight, which was from the same studio, and it came out around the same time as psyops i believe but it was more of i think it was more of a story driven not to say that psyops didn't have a story but i feel like it was the more story driven uh psychological power game and i can't remember exactly how it all worked if you could take over people's bodies and stuff but i remember thinking it was a pretty solid game um it wasn't perfect but I remember enjoying it, and I think it would be something that would be cool to be revisited um, in, a, in a new game. Uh, so, yeah. Though that definitely doesn't have the recognition or love that Time Slurs does. But uh, this, is, this is some of the best news I've heard all year. Uh, and it couldn't come at a better time when there have been some really shitty news things going on. Uh, which I've talked about already uh, in previous episodes. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, that's some great news. And there's a link to the full article. I, I don't want to just read someone's article. I think you should go and read it yourself um, in the post for this here podcast, this episode. Then other than that, I just watched some more movies. I watched The Age of Adeline, which is a romantic movie, romance with Blake Lively and Harrison Ford and some other young actor who I I don't know who I I feel like I've seen him somewhere else before but I don't know his name at all but I really liked him in the movie and I liked the movie a lot overall I was surprised by how much I liked it it's like a modern fairy tale if you go into it and are expecting a realistic story uh, and you're like, oh, this is so unbelievable, then I don't know what you're expecting, especially just based off the premise alone, which is about this young woman who ends up in an accident that causes her to stop aging. And, you know, it's about her dealing with that and not wanting to connect with someone and then finding this person and connecting with him and then seeing someone from her past who remembers her and blah 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 it's it's not i don't say it's not original but it's not surprising in any way it's it's very uh you'll you won't be surprised by anything that happens and especially when the, the end starts happening you'll be like oh 
this is going to happen, this is going to happen, like, and when, at the very, very end, you know exactly what's going to happen. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing, because it's, it's, it's giving you what you want if you're going into it, because I don't know why anyone who isn't a fan of romances would watch it. I'm a huge romantic, and it's my type of thing, so it, it gives me what I want, and it doesn't surprise me, but it's well acted, and the charisma, uh, not the charisma, the chemistry between the leads is there, and makes me invested in their relationship and wanting to see them succeed in love and all that so i enjoyed that quite a bit um that's pretty much it in terms of movies and all that so that's exciting though i was i was pleasantly surprised by it so that will do it for this here episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again i am your host mark Cusinez. y'all can find me on twitter instagram xbox live my list, steam twitch and all the usual places at px sausage on psn i am the kush three the site is of course pixelated sausage.com where you can find this podcast and the pixelated paranormal podcast which are both available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play and apple Podcasts. and if you like crazy kooky colorful art you can check out my art over at pxsart.com where you can see every single picture and if you see something you like you click it you get a little link you click the link it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece of fancy and now through the weekend there is free shipping on all orders so that is pretty good or it's free shipping over like 25 bucks i'm not sure how the free shipping works but there's free shipping for something uh which is a good deal because i mean their shipping used to be a lot worse than print but it has improved. So if you see something you like, now is the time to buy. Buy, buy, buy. Buy them all. Uh, so, yeah. Also, something else? Yeah. If you want to support the site and all this crap that we do, uh, like the podcast and the art and all that jazz, go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away. And now I'm going to say... I was going to say something that rhymed with that away, but I got nothing. So I'm just going to say, like always, bye.